What's up, gang, substackers? How you doing? It's your boy, Corey Ryan Forster, out here in the park. It's coming down on me a little bit. I ain't gonna lie, just a couple drops of rain. But by God, as they say, you gotta get it in when you can fit it in. Wednesday has become my my day of uh, somewhat solace. My mom takes care of Bane on Wednesdays because we have putting on airs and I have a lot of work to do, but always, always, always make some time to get out here in the park. And I figured that today I would talk to y'all whilst I did it. Yes, as per usual, nothing new here. I am out of breath, <laughs> phenomenally out of breath. I just tried to, I took off for a little jog just a minute ago. Ain't done that in a minute. Probably ain't gonna do that for another minute. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But dude, all right, so. I, you know, these rants go however they go. They go in every which direction. But I have been on occasion updating y'all uh, from the from the dad files, you know, because I am a I'm a first time dad now. The son bitch is turning a year old here in just a couple weeks, so it's not new anymore, I guess. But it still feels new to me. And I know any parents listening to this know good and well that this past year has flown the hell by, dude. It's been crazy. Like, I I totally get what all y'all was talking about when you said the, the days are long, but the years are short. It's nuts, dude. Like, I'm a blink, and he's going to be graduated, which means I'm going to be 60 years old. <laughs> and with how I've treated my body, probably on a walker of some kind, unless I get my knees fixed and whatnot. But anyways, I had this the first time that this happened. He's he's cried listen of course my baby's cried he's a baby he's cried several times but every time and at first it used to like kind of bug me because it's like oh no what's up but i found out pretty quick that like usually when the baby cries it's one of three things he's either tired he's either hungry or he's either shat himself and so far throughout this almost year that has very much held true it's pretty much been one of those three things, save for the fourth, which means he's trying to shit and he can't. Sorry for the poop talk, but I'm just being real here. But they've all, you know, you know what the cry sounds like. It's a very much like, I need something, give it to me, cry. All right? I've become immune to it. I'm not saying I ignore him when he cries. I don't. I, I see him cry. I assess the situation. I go, what do you need? Boom, I give it to him. He stops crying. Yesterday, though, y'all, something happened to me that made me... I called my mom immediately. I called my mom immediately. I've had a couple of these instances, but this is the biggest one. At where you call your you call your mom just to let her know, like, hey, you were right. And also, uh, for the first time in my life, I understand a part of you that I've never understood before. All right. So the other yesterday, we're sitting there watching Batman for the 900th time in a row. He loved, dude. This son of a bitch loves violence <laughs> so much and look y'all i know you can torch me in the comments it's totally fine i'm very aware that once he becomes a little older and can sort of like comprehend exactly what's going on maybe i shouldn't show him violent stuff i don't know there's part of me that thinks that i should and just explain to him hey this is tv we don't act like this in real life but he, it's really more the noises. He just loves, dude, he, and he laughs. Like, he thinks it's a comedy. When, like, Batman's in a fight and slamming people against the wall, like, he's laughing. But I think it's just, like, the noise and the fast pace of it. Whatever. Batman's our safe movie. Uh, we've done the whole Nolan trilogy over the past couple weeks, just right in a row. 
Uh, he, I think he likes The Dark Knight Rises the best, but that's because his namesake is in it, Bane. And uh, every time Bane's on screen, I hold Bane up to the TV and we do a little act along. You know what I mean? I'll hold him up to the screen and be like, you were merely adapted to the darkness. I was born in it, molded by it. That shit, and he giggles. So I think he feels a part of the movie. I think he understands. Oh, that's me up there. That jacked bald dude with the mask on his face. That's me. I'm bang. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyways, we're, we're watching it. It's yesterday morning. He's totally fine. He's just had his second bottle. And we're about to have like his actual breakfast of like, you know, eggs and, and his baby food and stuff like that. Because he's eating like a bitch. And he's in the floor and he was smiling at me. He went straight from smiling at me to all of a sudden... He started crying, y'all, but it was not the I'm hungry, my, my diaper's poopy, or I'm tired cry. This was a different cry, and I recognized this cry. This was the my first girlfriend just broke up with me cry. This was the, this was how I cried when we had to put down my first dog. Like, he was sad. He wasn't whining. He was sad. Something had upset him. And I don't know what it was because, again, he was looking at me, smiling. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, sat, sad. Like where he's going, <gasps> like sad. And y'all, something came over me, man. And I went over there. Obviously, I held him. I held him close. He put his little head on my shoulder. And he was just whimpering, just whimpering like he like he lost a best friend or something. Or somebody had just called him a name. And I finally got him calmed down. But y'all, in that moment, when 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 he was... When he was sad and I could feel the, ex I knew the sad that he was. Even though he couldn't articulate it to me, I know that cry. Like that's a different, there's a difference between I'm pissed off cry and I'm sad cry. And y'all, I told my wife, I told Amber when we got home, I said, baby, in that moment, if I knew that like, I don't know, kicking you down the stairs or slamming my head in a door would have made him feel better, I'd have done it. I was out of my mind. I was out of my mind. In that moment, I'd have done anything to make him feel better. And it's like I felt every single bit of it. You know what I mean? Like I was like a, a, an emotional mime for this little dude. Like I felt every single bit of it. And that's when it's sort of like, after it was all over and he was fine, then he went back to playing like normal. We watched Batman. It's like nothing ever happened, of course, because that's how babies are. But after that happened, I was like, my mom felt that so many times for me. She felt that so many times for me. And I used to like make fun of my mom because she was so defensive of me. Like if someone, you know, fucked with me, she would like, she would write that person off forever. I'm not saying she wouldn't call the cops or try to get nobody in trouble, but like, dude, there's people to this day that like my mom just don't like. And I won't even know why. And she's like, in second grade, they called you blah, 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 blah. And it really upsets you. And I'm like, mama, I don't even remember that. She's like, I don't forget that shit. And I called her and I was like, mama, I get it. I said, because in that moment, I don't give a damn what I had to do to make that little boy not sad no more. I'd have done it. I'd have done it. I'd have jumped out of a plane, dog. I'd have jumped out of a damn plane. So yeah, yeah. And my mama had to, man, there's, and I'm gonna have to face it a whole lot more and it scares the fuck out of me. But my mom, you know, I'm not scared to say it. I'm a sensitive person. Um, you know, I like to say that all artists are, which is true, but I'm just a wimp, really. But I am a, I'm a sensitive person. Um, and so my mom had to 
deal with that a lot. She's had to deal with that probably into my adulthood that I didn't even know. You know what I mean? And, uh, man, God damn, y'all. That was such a feeling. And, like, a bad feeling, obviously. A real bad feeling. But at the same time, it was such a fucking, you know, human moment that made me realize, like, like this is the dad shit. This is when you're fucking daddy. You know what I mean? Like... It's, it's fucking easy to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a dad. We're hanging out. We're playing. Everything's cool. But these are the moments when you got to, you know, be fucking tough and be strong for that little son of a bitch. And I will say, every time my mama would say, I'm hurting more than you're hurting, and I did not believe her, I was like, there's no fucking way. Mama, <laughs> you was hunted. You was one hunted on that shit. Ain't no doubt about it, dog. Lord, y'all. Anyways, y'all feel me. A lot of y'all have kids. Y'all feel me. That was wild. Well, that's really all I had to say today. But I will say this. Uh, I just, as I was recording this, came, <laughs> got sent a text message that I checked. Any of y'all comedy fans out there, comedy's really having a moment right now. And uh, I've been saying for a while it's high time that, like, major comedies make their way back to the movies because we didn't have them for a long time because like the mcu and like comic book movies are what passed as like comedy movies but i've noticed you know i've seen a couple on the slate and like holdovers whether you want to call it a comedy or not it was billed as one and it did very well and uh i've been like god damn it we got to get comedies back in the theaters while this just came across my desk while we were recording so hopefully i'm breaking the news to some of y'all uh they are rebooting the Naked Gun franchise, the classic Leslie Nielsen and uh, <laughs> and O.J. Simpson. I don't know what ever happened to that guy. He was in Naked Gun, and you, start, you don't hear anything from him anymore. But they're rebooting the franchise. And I know a lot of people, when you hear rebooting a classic franchise, people go, oh, fuck, they shouldn't do it. They're going to ruin it. A, to those people, I got to tell you this. It doesn't affect the original franchise. <laughs> the original franchise will still be the one that you love, regardless of if this reboot is good or bad. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know what I mean? What I like about stuff like this is, like, it gets to put that in front of a new audience, and, like, hopefully kids will go back and watch the ones from the 80s, which were awesome. And Leslie Nielsen, man, was so crazy about that dude. Like, him not being classically a comedy guy and pulling off everything he did just proves that like timing is everything and you don't have to have been a lifelong comedian to be funny some people just got it but here's here's why i'm excited about it because i think that it's got possibly the perfect the most perfect casting right it's liam neeson as uh as frank god damn it i can't remember what liam what uh what uh, well or you know i don't know if there it's going to be a complete remake i said reboot whatever but it's liam neeson playing the lead which like dude that's exactly what I just described. A dude who's not known for doing comedy, more being a serious, badass actor, and he's going to step into comedy. But we know that Liam Neeson can be funny because we've seen glimpses of it. If you're familiar with any of Ricky Gervais's work, he had a couple spots on, uh, I want to say it was extras, and he was super fucking funny. And also in the movie uh, Ted uh, at the grocery store checkout line. And that's important because another piece of the puzzle to this, which I think is going to make it a surefire success is that the person writing this, or at least in charge of production, going to have a lot of hand in the writing or at least picking the staff and whatnot is Seth MacFarlane from family guy. 
bruh, love him or hate him, which I love him, but like <clears throat> that naked gun slash airplane, that type of humor, those quick one-liner, non-sequitur, fucking zany bullshit, that is exactly what Seth MacFarlane is the best at. Like, he's so good at that shit. Again, love him or hate him, the guy's been insanely successful, and I'm sorry, but in this business, you don't get to the level of success that Seth MacFarlane has if you're not a supremely talented dude. Anybody can blow up overnight if they suck, but the stay in power is what it is. And Seth is so good at that stuff. And I'm not getting paid to say this, but like, if you haven't checked out the new show, Ted on Peacock, I think even if you didn't like the movies, you'll like the show. Cause like, to me, it's just, I love it because it's nineties nostalgia. It takes place in the nineties, but dude, pound for pound, joke, 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 joke. It's crazy. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and suggest that Ted is one of the best comedy shows of all time. But I will say this, the last time I saw a show that had that many jokes per minute, jokes per minute, was like 30 Rock, which I do hold in high esteem as possibly the second greatest sitcom of all time. And uh, Ted's got that same sort of rhythm where it's like, there's no time, there's no time left for you to stop laughing. It's just boom, 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 boom. And it's funny. And again, if you're not into that type of humor, then whatever. But if you are into that type of humor, and you, then I don't see how you could not be excited for him at the helm of a new uh, fucking naked gun with Liam Neeson as a star. I'm super pumped about it. Uh, I wanted to bring that up uh, just because I, I was being a little <laughs> emotional with the kid stuff, but also because that just pumps me up, man. I'm so, you know, dude, you hear it from everybody on both sides of the aisle, comedians on, in all genres, all comedies, they can't say shit anymore and you can't blah, blah, blah. Dude, I think comedy's in a great space, and that's why you don't ever really hear me bitching about none of that. Matter of fact, I'd say you don't ever hear, you've never heard me bitch about cancel culture or any of that stuff, because I think it's voodoo, made up, nonsense, horse shit. But com like comedians, whoo, I'm out of breath. We've never had more power than we have right now, which is that like, you don't have to, I don't have to rely on NBC to put a sh make a show for me. If I, want to, if I got an idea for a podcast, I just do it. Y'all listen to it. Boom. Direct to consumer. It's awesome. And I think that because comedy's been sort of having that boom in the podcast space, in the stand-up space, that the Hollywood is paying attention and they're like, we need to bring these fucking summer blockbuster tentpole comedies back. Because, dude, you know, back in the 80s and 90s, like, that was what's up. Especially, like, cop-related ones like Beverly Hills Cop. Like I said, Naked Gun, I mean, you know, obviously one is a satire of the other, but both are comedy, just different genres of comedy. Uh, but like the Dumb and Dumbers are gone. You know, that, that used to be a thing where every year there was like a big fucking straight comedy. It wasn't like, oh, here's a comic book movie and it's written by Taika Waititi, who I love, by the way, so it'll be funny. It's like, no, 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 straight comedy, buddy trip uh, stuff. You know what I mean? Hilarious situations, hangover shit. The hangovers were like the last big ones, you know? And maybe that's why they hit so hard that like, it was like, all right, dude, can't do that for a while. But I don't know, I'm pumped about it. Anyways, it was great ranting at you. We're going to, I'm about to record this week's putting on airs. 
Uh, nobody knows this except for y'all, but this week we have a guest, which we normally don't do, uh, but we could not pass up this opportunity. Clifton Collins Jr. is going to be on the show. Um, a Just such a talented actor. Uh, you know him from Capote, obviously. You know him from Star Trek. He's worked with Tarantino. He's worked with Guillermo del Toro. He's worked with some of like my absolute favorite directors and actors. And I could not be more giddy to talk to him about all things fancy Hollywood uh, and his career and, uh, you know, some putting on airs related stuff. So I hope you're enjoying putting on airs. I hope you enjoyed the hundredth uh, episode live stream that we did. If you, if you couldn't catch it live, you know, you can go to our YouTube, watchpoa.com, and you can catch the rebroadcast of that anytime you want. Also, wherever you get your podcasts, uh, we got that going on. A lot of great stuff going on in my life, guys. And uh, a lot of, uh, most of that uh, is, as always, I say, thanks to y'all for supporting the art, for supporting the work, uh, for believing in me, and for um, repaying the value that I give to you entertainment-wise with a $5 a month stipend or the $50 a year stipend, which, as you know, gets you two months of the Substack for free. God damn, I'm getting so good at this business shit. It kind of makes me sick to my stomach, boy. Sure does. Uh, busy, busy, busy. No more busy than being uh, the, the fucking the stay-at-home dad to the little tyke, which has been awesome. But I got to tell you, and, and y'all, y'all know this because I've been saying it for several months, but we're getting close as shit. Uh, my wife's a school teacher, and we're getting close to the end of the year. Uh, which means I'm about to have a lot of time open up to me. So it's going to be quote unquote content galore. Um, I'm still, I still feel like I do a good bit for sure, but, uh, there's so many more ideas I have and so much more shit that I want to take on. But, you know, as y'all parents know, (laughs) when you, when you got, when you're watching the kid for eight hours and and also, a lot of my job depends kind of on the sunlight for uh, video purposes. It's hard to squeeze them in, doggy, But I try for y'all, and y'all make it worth it. Uh, anyways, I'm rambling. Uh, not that that's not what these are for. But I appreciate y'all being here. And remember to check out the merch at uh, CoreyShirts.com. And if I don't see you before then, I will definitely see you uh, for Pastor Petey uh, Sunday. I will be... Uh, <laughs> I will be recording that one possibly from a hospital bed because, as some of y'all know, March 2nd, which is this Saturday in Chattanooga, Tennessee, at East Hamilton Middle School, baby, the Buttercream Dream is making his in-ring debut in the Scenic City Rumble tickets at SCIWrestling.com. It's for a good cause. Help them children out. Watch me get my ass whipped. I mean, (laughs) what? uh, that don't put butts in the seats, I don't know what will, pals. So y'all have a good one. Come holler at your boy. Be safe. Uh, if your grandmama's still with you, as I always say, go hug her neck. Uh, unless she sucks. I, I, I had that grandmama too. And then you can just, you know, ignore her. But treat your family good. Um, be with them whenever you can. I hope work don't suck too bad. If it does, I hope when you get off work, you find some solace. Whether it be in a glass of wine, in the bathtub, uh, watching your favorite movie. Or if I have any part in that, throwing on a podcast and letting me, uh, letting me, you know, 
sort of make you laugh your worries away. That's really cool to me. That you know that me and comics talk about it all the time. But like anytime we're feeling down, and all it literally all it takes is one comment of someone saying, "I was having a bad day." And I listened to your shit and it made me feel better. And I'm like, well, I'm good for a month. That's all I need right there. Worth more than any dollar I could ever make. Love y'all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.